Hi, welcome to Adoption Now, your adoption show. I'm April Fallon. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to Adoption Now, telling your adoption story on your adoption show. I'm your host, April Fallon, and today Noah joins us. Hey, Noah. Hey. I'm so happy to have you back on. I'm excited to be here. If you are new to the show, we are the adoptive parents of four children. If you know our story, we said yes to seven placements. We tried adopting through the foster care system, but ended up adopting through private infant adoption. We had three unsuccessful adoptions, and that was super hard. Very difficult. We did travel state to state for about six to seven years as we devoted our lives to growing our family, and it took everything. I mean, travel, time, finances. My left arm. You didn't give me oh, the left okay. arm. Pretty close. <laughs> but it felt like it. <laughs> you would have, though. You would have. You know I would have. We went through crooked lawyers, scams, and we honestly learned so much. I mean, adoption has changed our lives. It really has. We adopted AJ in Denver, Lily in Florida in 2013, and then we went back to Florida in 2015 to adopt Vivi. And then we decided we were going to start a show. And be done. We're like, done adopting. Three is good. We're going to talk about adoption because... We talked about adoption more than anything else in our lives. We realized, well, for me personally, with my career, I, I loved what I did. I did media, but I, how could I blend that in with adoption? And we decided, let's start a radio program. Well, and we would get questions all of the time. And I think both of us kind of got tired of having to tell the story over and yeah. over yeah. and over again. So we're like, you know what? We just need to get the story recorded so that we can be like, you know, we really would love for you to know the story, but here it is. And then yes. you can go to our show. Yes. And then we can enjoy our dinner or continue <laughs> grocery shopping where people would stop us and ask us. So you can hear our full story in season one. And if you have been with us, you know we went through an adoption while doing the show. It was like adoption in real time. We didn't know if we were going to get the baby. They called us and asked if we would keep siblings together. We were like, how are we going to afford this and do the show? It was so stressful. We called it adoption now, having no idea it really <laughs> meant adoption right, right now. That's <laughs> so true. And you supported us. I mean, the stories that came in during that time were exactly what we needed in our adoption. And other parents were encouraging us and telling us to fight for those siblings, encouraging us to not give up, you know, and to stay in it. And that's what we want the show to be for you. And so in 2017, we brought home our last baby, Malia, and she's a full biological sibling to Vivi. Vivi was two years old at the time, and man, she was so happy. And these two girls, oh my goodness, <laughs> they're <laughs> we, wild, but they love each other so much. They do, and we've always said from the very beginning, you could tell Vivi knew. Yes. It, the, was, it yes. was an unbelievable connection that... You know, siblings, obviously, she's got older siblings, too. And there's that relationship that's important to her. But from the day that we brought Malia home, Vivi knew that there was more of a biological connection than the other kids. Mm -hmm. It was pretty unbelievable. And I think it shifted Lily into being like the leader. Yes. She's the mom of these two girls. She gets them in line. And you can hear her go, girls, girls. <laughs> 
and she is telling them what to do. She's teaching them. Lily loves to teach them to read, mm-hmm. do homework. She creates games for them. I mean, I think it shifted something in her that she needed to, right? She was kind of lagging behind AJ because AJ is such a great athlete and just an all-around amazing kid. Yeah, and I think she was struggling to find her place. And then when the two girls bonded and then she realized that her place was to be the older sister, she has taken that very seriously. She really has. It's, It's so funny. We do have a big announcement. Do we always say that, though? I feel like we do because our lives are just a big announcement. Yeah, Uh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But I just want to talk about how much I love that this is an international podcast. I'm always learning things overseas, but I got this great, great email that I have to read you. Oh, the one that you forwarded to me. Yeah. And I read it last night to Lily and she's like, I love her. Let's have her on the show. Okay, I'm going to read it. Hi, April, all the way from South Africa. I'm an avid listener of Adoption Now, and I love your podcast. Thank you for the beautiful and insightful work you do. I discovered your podcast late last year when I was going through my adoption journey, and I must admit, I spent hours and hours binging on all of the episodes from the very beginning, and it feels like I know you, which I get that a lot. <laughs> People will tell me things about my life. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot I, I said <laughs> I that out loud. I that to the world. Yes. <laughs> I've always heard you say that if you want to get matched, go plan a holiday. I secretly thought there's no way that could be true. And the guests that were on your show confirmed it. I thought there's no way that this is a coincidence. Holiday meaning? Vacation. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I got on a waiting list in January 2023 and decided to test your theory in March. 30 minutes. 30 minutes, Noah. (laughs) After I finalized planning and paying for the trip, I got the call from my Get social worker and I got a match. She says, I kid you not, because you know everybody's going, no way. Right. I was blown away. I must apologize for not believing you. And also, thank you. Who knows when I would have been matched if I didn't try your theory out. We needed to get this theory published. It does work. My little girl has been with me for three weeks. I'd love to share my story with you, but for now, I wanted to tell you, your theory really does work, and thank you for an amazing podcast. I'm watching you right now, and you're getting goosebumps. I am, I am. I am. It's, it's so incredible, because we do. I've heard you tell this so many times, and we have so many stories where people do. They say, we decided to plan a vacation. You and I decided to plan a trip, um, what, oh, camping. We're like, we're going to camp. Mm-hmm. That's when we got AJ. And then literally the next day, we get a call. And they had told us it's going to be at least two years to wait. And it was two days. Yes. And so many people have come on the show and said they planned their epic trip, right? It was like the one that you save for. And that's when they got the call. I don't know why it works like that. Why does the universe work like that? I don't know. It's kind of funny. But this is really cute that she wrote this. But what's even cuter is when I did read it to Lily and she said, you should bring her on the show. She said, I like that she admitted that she didn't trust you, and then she apologized. <laughs> oh, Lily, she's great. I, I think it's amazing to me that it's from South Africa. I know. We're helping people worldwide bring home their children, and I feel like you let us be your cheerleaders. We cry with you. We are in it with you, and I love that. And when you get your child and you get to bring home that baby – 
it is the best day for us too. Our whole family rejoices with you. And when you take the time to write us and tell us about it, maybe you don't even want to be on the show, but you just want to let us know that we were a part of your journey. That's why we do this. And then we can share it on the show just by reading it. Yes. Yeah. And encourage other people because there are people right now who have been waiting on lists for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And we just walked through a placement that was amazing. She had been waiting on a list for a few years, but she first tried embryo adoption and it just didn't work out for her. I think she did two rounds and then she tried IVF and she was just really discouraged and she went on a list and she got matched and she called me and she said, I, I matched. And she told me the story and you know, that feeling where you're like, oh, you cringe. Oh no, this, there's so many red flags, but you know what? There can be a lot of red flags and mm-hmm. it still happens. So I was just believing with her and it was not the birth mom that changed her mind. It was the birth mom's mom. That's right. And they had the baby and said, we decided to keep the baby. And then they sent her a bunch of pictures of the baby. After they said that we've we're going to keep the baby, oh but here's goodness. a bunch of pictures. Like how heartbreaking for these adoptive parents. And I just said to her, your baby is coming. And I know that's really hard to hear in the midst of pain, but when you can lean into somebody else's faith for you, sometimes that's the very thing that gets you through. And 24 hours later, I'm going to cry. She got a call from Florida that there was a, a baby. It was a hospital drop. Mom did not know she was pregnant and went to Disney World. I can't wait to have what? her on the show. Yes, she didn't know she was pregnant. She went to Disney World and then she was like, oh, I have a stomach ache. Doesn't TLC like have a whole show on yes, that? Yes, and we always <laughs> talk about it. And it happens a lot in Florida. These moms uh, like don't, weather? don't realize <laughs> that they're, no, I mean, don't realize that they're <laughs> pregnant. So they went and picked up their baby in Florida and brought him home. And what a joyful story and time for us too. We couldn't have been happier. And, and when you go to the depths of despair, trying to become a parent, and that moment happens for you where you bring home your child, it is, it's so beautiful. And I can't stop telling stories. And they don't always have to end perfect. But I always see God in the midst. Mm -hmm. I always see his redemption somehow. And as we turn around and look back in our own broken stories, we see what God was doing, even though not everything worked out perfect. But we got the children that we were supposed to get. And our family is as it was meant to be. Well, it's like, you know, they say the angels are rejoicing in heaven. It's like the Adoption Now family is rejoicing here. Seriously, anytime we get these kind of stories in, our family gets excited uh, other listeners get excited and it really does kind of like what you were saying earlier. It helps us go through our own personal journeys too. the power of these stories really allows us to continue to press forward even in the hardest of times. And even now, because once you bring home the child, it's not over. Nope. Adoption is for life. For life. And we have issues that come up. In fact, we just had an interesting conversation with a teacher and I'm going to share it. About Anne of Green Gables. Who knew that we would be talking about (laughs) Anne of Green Gables? I honestly didn't even really put the connection together until I read the email. And I go, oh, yeah. It's been like 30 years since I've even read the book. There are things you don't think about until you have adopted children. Yes. Such as Anne of Green Gables. Or even the family tree. You're doing your family tree. Mm -hmm. Those days are really hard for us. Because... 
Are they going to use their biological family's tree? Do you have an open adopt? Can you even get that information? Right. You know, for us, are they going to use their dad's side? Are they going to use their mom's? I mean, what is it that's going to make them feel comfortable in front of the class with their family tree? And in our school, our kids have to present it to everybody. Yeah. And, you know, we've had an awesome time in that though, because we had a very understanding teacher. Teachers can make and break the they situation. They make or break it, absolutely. But Lily, for her family tree, she did, she did she yours. Did, oh, no, she did yours. my, she did yes. Native American, because she did she have a little Native does. American, yeah. yes. And so she used my family and talked about that culture. We gave her the option. Mm-hmm. I know she's Colombian. Those of you that listen, they're like, why didn't she do Colombian? She just was able to pick and we let her choose that. And then Vivi, didn't want to do any of ours. We're like, wait. <laughs> so we talked to her teacher and she said, well, what country is she really interested in? And I said, I don't know. I visited Africa and she decided to do her whole thing. It wasn't quite the family tree, but it was like no, but it was presenting Africa and just yes. talking about like her native roots. And she was a nervous wreck and she did beautifully. But those things you don't think about. Her African heritage. Yeah. African. What did I say? Native Oh, I'm native. <laughs> it's confusing. So many cultures in our house. We are a melting pot of culture. We are. That's for sure. And it's exciting to learn about them. And we we love that part of our family. That's what we wanted is yes. an international family, a cultural family. We wanted to learn new things and learn about people. And that's why we are who we are. But we just didn't think about those things. Anna Green Gables thing. Are you guys still listening? <laughs> Did you shut us off already? I know we're going on and on. But Anna Green Gables, they, they're reading it in sixth grade. And I was going to show the girls the show. And it was so upsetting for the girls. Mm-hmm. They're like, so this brother and sister wanted farm help. So they contacted an orphanage and like brought just a miscellaneous orphan home. And then they're disappointed because it's not a boy, it's a girl. And the mom doesn't become a mom. She's just Miranda. And Matthew doesn't become a dad. He's just Matthew. Like she didn't get adopted into a family. She got adopted to help the farm. Right. And she's a disappointment. And then she goes back into the times that she was abused by that lady who is like fostering her. Mm-hmm. And there's all this trauma and we're watching it and watching our kids get really upset at the story. And you just don't think about that no. before you're an adoptive parent. Nope. I honestly still feel like I have to go back and read it again because I don't remember any of that. I, I remember bits and pieces of it, but you know, in my mind it's like Anne of Green Gables was this wonderful story. And it, I mean, it does have a good ending, mm-hmm. but to get there, the whole process of what she had to go through is is something that I think in that generation too, people didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, it happened to you, right. so get over it. And that I think is such a disservice to our next generation. Uh, I think, you know, you have a whole group of angry adoptees who I think part of the reason that they're so upset is because their story has not been told. They don't even know what it really is. They didn't have the opportunity to explore their their culture, their family heritage. Uh, it really wasn't what we would call open adoption, meaning open to conversation, not just open to the mm-hmm. birth parents, but open to discussion and talking about what is and what isn't missing. And 
Because a lot of times people get stuck into this idea of creating what would be a perfect adoption scenario when they don't know what the story really is. Right. Oh, we have that all the time. People come up to us and they're like, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. And we're like, yeah, but is it? How do you know? (laughs) When you approach a family that has adopted children, is it amazing? Do they know that we adopted these children at birth? Do they know what the birth parents went through? Do they know if the child had any history in the foster care system? I mean, they don't. They just see the end result. And I think for some kids, that's fine. I mean, really, honestly, because AJ is like, I love this story. She overcame. (laughs) She's creative. She is amazing. And he thinks it's fine. The girls were like, shut it off. They just, they couldn't handle it. And I think that when you're watching any movie as an adoptive parent, you have to know that there could be some triggers. I mean, even when we watched Maui, what is that? What is her name? Moana. <laughs> yeah. Moana. Our kids watched it first at like a church night or something. Mm-hmm. We put it on and there was one part that they disappeared. They were gone. And we're like, why are they leaving? And then we realized it was a part when Maui was uh, rejected by his parents and thrown overseas. Remember the oh, humans rejected yes. him yep. and then he became, well, the gods got him or whatever, but that bothered them so much that they left the room. Yeah. Is that why would, wait, do parents not want me? Wait, why am I adopted? They left me at a hospital. What is that reality? And that's, that's hard. It is hard. But I think we've learned kind of going back to what you're talking about with this teacher is you've got to remain open to the conversation. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Cause you're, there is no A plus B equals C, right? You can't say, well, every kid is going to watch or read Anne of Green Gables and feel the same way. Right, exactly. We have that in our house. Yep. And the teacher's response made the whole difference. Oh my gosh. I mean, the way that she came back and said, I'm so, I didn't even think about that. Teach me. Do you want to come in? Can we talk about this? You know, I have another adopted child that is going to be in sixth grade next year. What should I know and how should I prepare? It doesn't mean that they don't read the story. You know, I don't think we can shelter our children 100%. No. But that a teacher would understand this might be hard for some. And I always equate it to this. Because we had this situation at VBS. They were playing these orphan <laughs> videos for all the kids. And it really upset our kids. I think a lot of kids don't in America. They don't love the word orphan. Mm-mm. I don't even think parents love the word orphan. They use that a lot overseas. But here, it's hard for a kid to think about themselves as being an orphan it has such a negative connotation you know it has and a different meaning here too an orphan overseas is actually just one parent Doesn't right mean you've lost or there was parents. a death yes in a death of- the parent's life but i think when you have a teacher that um is ready to respond correctly and in the vbs situation you know they were like yes we really want to help you and i equated it to a divorce if you are reading a book about a divorce and there's one child in your classroom whose parents have gotten a divorce that might trigger the child Mm -hmm. right and the child feels vulnerable and might feel things that you're not prepared for and we probably wouldn't read a book about divorce necessarily to a whole class we wouldn't show divorce videos at a vbs (laughs) you know we wouldn't do that because we wouldn't want anybody to get upset but think of that with adoption as well. 
that those issues might be triggering and hard for children. And if we're there to have a good time, you might not want to do that or you just might want to be prepared. That's all. I like your advice. I think because you can't change everything, right? You can't be like, you can't. well, you can't just tell the teacher, don't read that book. It's part of the curriculum that they've had for years now. And this teacher's response was great, is come come talk to us. You are the adoption experts. You have the experience. Come talk to the class. And I think that's something that uh, you and I have talked about doing more and more of, which hopefully will happen even greater with our new announcement. announcement. Yeah, that was just our intro. I know. Are you ready to get started on the show? <laughs> Because we need to talk about the new website. Uh, we have so much to talk about. I think we have to do like part one, two, three, and four. <laughs> <laughs> We're so excited to launch this website. It has been a dream in the making. Thank you for all of you that have checked it out, that have subscribed, that have put in your stories through the application there. We want you to buy product. Everybody always asks, how can we support you? Yes, you can donate, but we would love for you to buy product as well. Mm -hmm. it, we're starting very small. We know not very many options, but that will grow very quickly as we open the store up to other people selling things and bring that in. We really have a dream and we see the very small beginning of it and it's very exciting. It is. We started this in Denver. And so our big announcement is we are moving the show back to Denver. Yes, we are. And it's been a hard decision because my children love Arizona and the help that we have gotten here for our children and doctors and all the things that we needed as a family, we've gotten here. So to think that God could be calling us back to Denver was like, no way that can't be. Yeah. The growth that we've seen, especially with Lily, right. In particular has been without moving here, it would have never happened. I'm, I'm pretty convinced of that, but we really feel the pull back to what we would consider our community and our home. Mm -hmm. So I want to say, if you live in Arizona and you're thinking, I would really love to be on the show and be in studio, we're still here. We're still recording for the next few months. So contact me so that you can come in studio because otherwise you'll have to do it over the phone. I mean, it's a pretty easy flight from Phoenix to Denver. <laughs> they could just fly <laughs> in to be on the show. Yeah. It'd be perfect. I think that we talk about real issues, homeschooling. We talk about things that are going on in the schools with our children. Mm -hmm. I think that we are, are open about our struggles. We don't think we're number one parents. We really don't. There's some days we're like, wow, that was award winning. <laughs> and then some days we're like, oh my goodness. How did we ever get to be a parent? How one, did we miss this? Four. And we have four that are going in four different directions. Mm -hmm. And you guys have walked through my mom being sick with cancer. Recently, my dad passed away. And I just feel like I couldn't have done some of these things without the listeners, really. And, and that's from state to state. That's when you send me an email saying, I'm so sorry about your dad. I'm going through a similar situation. It's hard to have, you know, children that need so much care and help. And at the same time, be caring for your adult parent. That's very, very hard. And just that alone makes me feel that I'm not by myself and, and validated that this is a struggle. Yeah. Country to country, Australia, people, people sending us like care packages. So it really has been a, a tremendous support and everybody loves to say it takes a village, right? That's like the key 
<laughs> Wait, I always say, I don't like that saying. And then I had this lady go, why don't you like that saying? And then I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> why don't you? I didn't, I don't know. I guess because village doesn't feel like community. Well, it doesn't feel like an American term. Oh, yeah. And maybe that's why. But I mean, it is a village. Yep. It is a community of people. It is people caring and reaching out and helping you raise healthy children. That's the goal. We all want healthy children and healthy families and children to feel understood mm-hmm. and get the resources that they need and the parents as well. You agree? <laughs> I do. Yes. I feel like I'm. if I keep talking, we're just going to keep going. So. Okay. So let's update everybody. AJ's doing great. Noah has a story about AJ that he is dying to oh, share. Oh, you're going to let me share it? Yes. yes. I'm a, oh, man. I'll do it. I'll do like the long version short. Okay. okay. Make a really long story yeah. short yeah. or a really short story long. No, no, no. Okay. Long, short. We have an update on AJ. Lily's doing awesome. Like we said, I really believe that children that had a really rough start, really do need extra help. And to ignore that would be a disservice to her. And the last two episodes, two episodes ago, we had somebody on that came and talked about children who have been exposed in utero and how to care for them and how to parent them. And I wish I had had this lady in my life years Mm -hmm. ago because she gives you permission to do things that are not traditional and to try things that might seem weird right like the child at the table that couldn't sit at the table so they had to pull the child away and people would say oh you're separating your child well it worked it was too much stimulation at the table for the child to be there and so the child screamed the whole time that's not fun for anybody so they had to parent in a way that was not traditional well the brain is such a sensitive piece of our body right and so when in utero, it's being affected by drugs and alcohol, tobacco, nicotine. It really changes the way things go about in a child's development. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the old school teaching, especially like in the Christian circle, is like there's one way to do it and one way only. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you don't pray. Doesn't mean you don't ask God to heal your child. But there are certain things that happen. I mean, AJ is a perfect example of complete miracle of the brain. But there's still certain things from a developmental perspective that neurologically, they just don't function the same as a healthy brain that was not in utero impacted by those things. I think it's called neurodivergent. Oh, I've been reading a a lot about it. Neurodivergent? Yes, versus neurotypical. So a neurotypical brain can process the way the system is and has that um, cognitive piece functioning. Mm -hmm. And when they're neurodivergent, it's a struggle. It doesn't mean they're not smart. It just means they process differently. And recognizing that and having grace and getting the resources for your child doesn't mean your child's a bad child or you're a bad parent. It just means there were things that happened in the brain early on that changed the way the brain works. And, and I think people have this even if they don't have exposure. You know, it's just learning a different yes, way. Right. And we, we recognize that Vivi is there too and needs extra help as well. And, you know, she has a really hard time telling you how she feels. And so taking time and really getting her the resources where she can talk things out, talk therapy for her, because she will stuff it all in. Mm-hmm. And you'll think everything's fine until it's not fine. Yeah. So getting her to talk. She's eight now. Can't even believe no, Vivi is eight and Malia it. is six. 
It's great. Our baby is six. I know. Malia's doing great homeschooling. I think that it's a great gift, and I want to encourage homeschoolers and homeschooling parents. That's a great gift. Do I love it? Not my favorite. <laughs> Not my favorite. But what I've seen in Malia and her growth and her confidence and her love for learning is unbelievable. Yeah. And she's already starting to read earlier than the rest of the kids. I mean, she's just doing so well emotionally and everything. I don't think I'll continue on, but I think it's a great start for her in kindergarten. And I just am thankful for the time that I have with her and that we can do it. You're a saint. No, yeah, <laughs> no, no, my mom's here to help too. So she well, really, both of you. <laughs> she's really amazing with, um, you know, her reading and her writing and I do math. I don't know why I got the math and I'm not good at math, but, <laughs> and so we're thankful. So I just want to encourage you if you're doing this because, and it's a sacrifice for you. I mean, some people it's just like natural. They're like, mm -hmm. I just love teaching my kids. But for some of us, we're like, I would do anything besides this. I don't want to get <laughs> up and do this, but you're doing it because you recognize it's a need and you have reorchestrated your family. I have already gotten emails where people have said, April, I listened and I decided to homeschool too for the very same reasons. I just want to say congratulations for making that choice. It really is going to benefit your child. AJ is also being homeschooled by Noah and he's doing great. He is. It's a challenge, but he really... <laughs> he's smart. His his work ethic has really impressed us recently, where I think something clicked in his brain to say, if I don't put in the effort, then I'm not going to get the result. Because he's so talented in so many ways that he can kind of get away with that. Yeah. But as he gets older and there's other kids now who are developing their own strengths and abilities, I think he's starting to recognize, uh-oh, I, I have to actually put the work in now. And he's he has really impressed us with that. He went through a time of being angry about that. Mm -hmm. Like, I... I feel good about everything. Why can't I just do it and not practice? And then he would get angry when we said, can you go practice basketball? And he's like angry at us. I'm like, seriously, yeah. you're angry at me because I'm encouraging you to be awesome. <laughs> and now he's okay. He's kind of worked through that. If you have a preteen and they seem to be angry, I just want to encourage you that hopefully they move past that because I feel so great about him and what you said. He's kind of making that turnaround. Yeah. Okay. Tell the AJ story. All right. So everybody knows what happened with track and it was a terrible experience. It wasn't completely terrible. Just at the very end, I think you remember the lady would not give Vivi the award and Vivi won it. She was in the top 10 for the 200. Vivi won, and she would not give her the ribbon. And when I said, you should give her the ribbon because she won, the mom asked me to step outside. And AJ goes, at that point, I thought you were going to die. <laughs> My mom is going to die. And I had to step outside the Chick-fil-A. And this lady was like, who do you think you are? You want to treat your child like they're so special and it was just devastating for our whole family, but definitely for Vivi. Definitely for Vivi. Because she was like, what did I do wrong? She did nothing wrong. And it felt like it was a little bit of a race issue. I hate playing that card, but it just felt like there was a lot more going on than just the ribbon. So we moved forward and that woman who was coaching could not be on a team. So she left. Track altogether. Track. 
she could not get along with anyone and find a coach to coach. And Been over whatever. a year, right? Been over a year that we have. We were like, we'll never see this lady again. Yep. We walk into basketball. And AJ's got a game. His and club team that he's been on since we started here. So this isn't like a new team. This is our gym. Yep. And a lady comes up to me and is laughing in my face. It took me a minute <sighs> to realize. <laughs> you didn't even know who it was at first. I was it like, had been what so is long. going on? Why is this lady with braids laughing in my face? Where I noticed right away. And I'm like, I hey, know let's grabs, go watch the game upstairs. Yeah, grabs my arm and yanks me away yep. as my brain is going, oh. <gasps> Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so he shoves me upstairs because he's like, I no fighting. Let's just, we Let's, don't want her to ask yeah. you to step outside. So we're sitting there and we're trying to figure everything out. Like, how did she get involved? And oh no, she's involved. And, and then, then I'm like, I, and then, yeah, we both kind of realized at the same time, wait a minute, her boys are the same age. Wait. And AJ's team is playing her team. Yeah. We're like, no, <laughs> no, no, I want to leave. So they start the game. AJ has the first 12 points of the game. It's literally 12 to 2. Uh, and then all of a sudden, a timeout is called, and I'm not kidding you. This is a fifth and sixth grade team. A six-foot kid enters the game for this other team. Clearly a seventh grader. Clearly a seventh grader. He's got a full-on mustache. <laughs> Like <laughs> he high-fived his son before he went in. <laughs> Picked up his kid, you know, he's like, all right, let's do this. No, but literally, I mean, you knew that something else was going on. Our coach all of a sudden is on his cell phone in the middle of the game. And you can tell like one of the other parents from our team is calling him like, what is happening right now? Because you can't play a seventh grader or an eighth grader on a lower team. It's just an unfair Yep. Advantage. So little four foot eleven AJ has to guard him. Not has to. He's about the only one on the team who has that <laughs> spunk, like, that grit to do it. Guards this kid. Thank God this kid literally can't shoot from two feet. So. Okay, but we were winning, <laughs> and then we were oh, yeah. almost tied, and it was so stressful, and I was sweating, and I just thought, I just need this one win is how are they going to be able to do it? Because this kid would just like raise his hand and be like, boom. And you don't want to lose. You don't want to down. Lose boom. The lady right? who already yes. just caused so much trauma with our family. And so April is, I actually had to go back down because I was so involved. I'm like, I, I can't be up here. Like if I'm up here, I'm going to give everybody anxiety. I've got to go back down and watch it. So April's up top. I'm down below. We're texting back and forth, like, can we do this? I like it. We we got this. We have to. And credit to the coach. Yeah. Because that coach, without knowing anything, got these boys. I mean, these these boys were so much smaller than the so other team. So small. To to really rally, and they ended up winning by ten. And it was amazing. That three that brought us up. I mean, we were just going crazy. And, you know, there's a, there's forgiveness. I get all those things. But when you take it to the court and you watch your boy just rise to the challenge and win, it was a great moment. Mm -hmm. He got off that court and he realized in the midst of it what was going on, who he was playing. And he said, that was for Vivi and that was for my mom because I wanted to to win and I wanted to take it on the court and he did. That's what I love about sport, right? Mm -hmm. There there are so many emotions and so many things that you can't 
healthily process without it. You know, a lot of times you hear, especially these kids who have anger problems or they have anxiety or they, whatever it is, you can use that and you can channel it into a sport or into some type of an activity. It could be golf. It could be gymnastics. It could be any kind of physical activity where uh, you, you really teach these kids how to channel that anger, channel that frustration into something great like this. And I love that AJ wasn't doing it for himself because we all know preteens are very self-focused, right? Mm -hmm. So for him to be like, that wasn't for me. That was really for my family. That's such a, a tremendous blessing to us. But I thanks for letting me tell that. Yeah, I know you wanted to tell because, I really did. Yeah, it was a great, a great moment. And I know as a dad that you were very proud. And that it circled back around that if you just keep going, you will be the winner. You will continue to have an opportunity to to show who you really are. I know that sometimes when you have an interracial family, it can be very difficult and you feel you feel like you're being attacked sometimes mm -hmm. and you just kind of stay in it and you try to rise above and keep doing it. And that was a moment where I felt like God was teaching us that it circled back around and you didn't say anything. I mean, we, we didn't report anything to track. We didn't say anything. We let God handle that. And that was just a, a moment of redemption, I guess. Yeah, and that's the word I've been looking yeah. for this whole time. And it's, it's trust too, right? Cause as a dad going through that whole process, I've a thousand different ways. I thought, man, I should have handled that better. Or I could have done this or I can do that. And I really felt like God was just saying, no, I've got this. This is my battle. It will come around. Just trust me. I had no idea it was going to be through basketball a year <laughs> later <laughs> with AJ. But really, I think dads out there, they get wrapped up into like, how can I protect my family? And moms too, right? But you have to choose your battles wisely. So I, I think that was a huge lesson for me to just be like, all right, we, 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 got, we got what we really wanted from the very beginning. Right. The other well, thing yes. too I, that I forgot about, you just reminded me, part of our listeners supported Vivi too. We got, I think like three gold medals, medals You guys sent, sent to medals to her because she didn't get that ribbon and she wore them. She loves them still. Yes. That she did. I wasn't asking for them to do us a favor. She worked and she won and she deserved that. And that moment was very hard and we just walked away and then it circled back around redemption. Thank you for sharing that story. I hope you are encouraged. And if you have any questions or you would love to reach out to us, visit us on the website and there is an application there where you can talk to us. You can tell us things. You can apply to be on the show. Don't forget, if you want to donate, you can go to adoptionnowpodcast.com and don't forget to buy the mug. Just buy the mug, take a picture, and send it to me. We're going to put it on Instagram. Thank you, Noah, for joining us. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media. Thanks for joining us on your adoption show. See you next episode. <laughs>